commentators the the head alien of the resistance the, the head of the resistance well I'll, I'll, I'll take that uh, my good friend uh, dr. Jim Fetzer of Wisconsin FEMA region 4 FEMA region 4 yeah I, could. I think they got a place reserved for me I think maybe it could be maybe wrong. I even I get a cot I could be wrong on that but anyways the tonight is uh, super Tuesday the election coverage of uh, what the Democratic by the way, is it Tuesday? I'm not even sure. If it, it is Tuesday, but it's not the original Super Tuesday. This is oh, a oh, subsequent. This me. is the. Excuse this me. is a mini. Right. We got what right. six states, I think, tonight. Right. Oh, so it is the Democratic uh, National uh, Committee for all the comrades across the country to vote for their favorite comrade. Well, and, the, uh, tonight, who's winning, Jim? What is the latest on the Democratic? Uh, well, what, well, if you are familiar with voting patterns from the past, you can see what's going on tonight as a fantasy because you have Biden with these massive leads and they don't remotely resemble real bona fide voting patterns. But we've had this since South Carolina, but it's obvious that Google intervened to get out the vote. When you say, what do you mean Google intervened? I mean, I know, I know Google as a very upstanding uh, company that I trust very well. <laughs> well, I don't want to disillusion you, Dean. I hate being disillusioned, Jim. Yeah, but Dr. Robert Epstein, who is the editor-in-chief of Psychology Today, who has been studying Google in relation to elections, mm -hmm. uh, has made a report, actually two reports, to Congress in which he explained how in 2016, Google sent out vote reminders to targeted groups. And remember, through Facebook and other, sure, sure. they know every detail of sure. us. They know they know whether we're going to vote uh, Democratic or Republican. They know if right. we're black or white, married or single, all that. Right. So there, there, are, there, there are a few number of properties that make the most important difference in predisposition to voting. And in South Carolina, they sent out reminders to blacks to get out and vote for this guy who was Barack Obama's vice president. And we got a huge turnout. So you had this right. absolutely anomalous, stunning turn of events for a right. guy, Joe Biden, who's been in, at, in electoral politics for 32 years, three presidential elections, and Dean, until South Carolina, this guy had won one primary. He had not won one primary. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So you got to appreciate that something was different to give him this fantastic lead. I mean, the guy has no agenda. He has no money. He, he doesn't generate any voter enthusiasm. There's, he has no compelling reason to, to, yeah, to be a candidate. And most significantly, he's brain damaged. It's, it's very obvious to anyone who is familiar with cognitive function. Well, I think that's where we differ. And I just want to tell the audience, uh, I, I happen to believe that Joe Biden is one of the greatest thespians of our time who's trying to get out of indictment from military tribunals. But, hey, that's just me, and what do I know? That's just you, yeah, Dean. What do me. you know? Yeah, exactly. What no, do I know? The, 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 the point is Joe Biden isn't smart enough to fake it. He couldn't fake it if he wanted to fake it. Now, number Jim, two, let me, number two okay, once you number discredit two. yourself right. cognitively, it's permanent. Nobody's going to take you seriously thereafter. Well, so for, if Joe Biden were faking it, he's doing well, first, himself permanent damage from which he'll never recover. Sure. 
Well, you know, I've been faking dementia for the past five years now, and it can easily be done. Anyways, <laughs> let's move along. Um, well, yeah. he's had gap after gap. He sure. doesn't know what city he's right. in. He doesn't know what state he's in. He doesn't know what race he's running for. I recently said how he was running for the Senate. He stated he was going to appoint the first uh, African-American to the United States Senate when presidents don't make appointments to the Senate, when there have already been two black women senators, one of whom he was running against, Kamala Harris from California. Did the guy forget that he was running against a black senator? I mean, this is in, uh, in the last number of weeks. So, uh, first I mean, of all, uh, African-American, if you don't mind. I'm a, no, no, I, Kamala. I a, Kamala I, I, is, get, I know, I get offended sometimes. No, no, Kamala isn't African-American. Oh, she's, 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 she's Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So she, she's not African-American. Right. I'm fact-checking Carol Mosley Brown, Brown, who was the very first uh, African-American right. senator from Illinois, yeah. was indeed of that category, but Kamala Harris is not. So she's a she's so, a black woman, but she's not African. Somebody just said pedomentia. What is that? That is I'm not sure. I think that's, that's Latin for a pedophile who forgets ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Joe Biden does have a, a handsy reputation. It was stunning. Well, he has a hands-on approach the way he uh, saw it. Approach. I mean, let's call him what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you're gonna, yeah, I got to go get our, our munchies. You, yeah. enter, you entertain. I'll be right back. No, that is not an endorsement for uh, marijuana uh, with that statement. Our drinking um, non-alcoholic uh, Corona beer, which I think is a little insensitive if you ask me, but that wasn't my choosing. And, um, oh, we do have... Uh, it's, it's not non-alcoholic, but I mean, it's... Well, Jim, I don't... Let's not put the bowl right in front of the camera. All right. However, I will take go. some of that. Thank you. Here you go. Now, the story I was starting to tell is when... Before I really interrupted... Christopher Coons was sworn in as a new senator from Delaware, which, of course, is Joe Biden's stomping ground. He is vice president, swore him in. Mm -hmm. And the mics picked up at the end of the ceremony how he leaned over to Coons' daughter and said, do you have any idea how horny it makes me to be standing next to a 14-year-old girl? <laughs> and I say, that's the perfect campaign commercial. Come on, Joe Biden. Yeah, we're running against Joe Biden. All you got to do is run that, and he's done. He's How do people toast. search for that? He's, 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 oh, uh, they, they that? have done some cleansing because it was a very big deal. There are multiple stories about it that have been partially and, deleted. And I don't know anything about this. This is all news to me. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm the average. No, just do a search on uh, a swing motor. Biden swearing in coons. It doesn't swing. Makes... Inappropriate remarks. Inappropriate remarks. Uh -huh. And then, of course, you got Biden talking before the Council on Foreign Relations and boasting, yeah, right. how he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid from the government of Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor who was looking into the corruption of Burisma and his son Hunter. Sure. Unless they fired the prosecutor, he withhold a billion dollars, and they had six hours to do it, which is when he was going to fly out right. on his plane. And he turns to the camera and says, son of a bitch, they did it. They fired the prosecutor. Well, if you want a textbook definition of quid pro quo, there it is. He says he's going to withhold the billion unless you do. That's the quid, unless you do something. So that's the quo. Uh, namely, fire the prosecutor, and he's doing it for self-interest reasons. Now, the Democrats have given this cock-and-bull story about how everyone agreed the prosecutor was corrupt. There's nothing wrong with a prosecutor. Burisma has a history of corruption and, in fact, appears to be one of multiple Who's Burisma? Burisma is this oil company in, in Ukraine run by one of their oligarchs, and it appears to be a conduit for laundering money. 
sent to Ukraine. In fact, there's some studies suggesting that not a nickel of the vast amount of money that the American taxpayers have sent to Ukraine actually went to Ukraine, that it was distributed. So wait a minute, you're telling me the $5,000 I donated to the Ukrainian government did not go to Ukraine? Yeah, it went to the pocket, maybe a hundred bucks. They said there were 40 rich guys around the world uh, who divvied up this vast amount of money, 10 of whom were- That really pisses me off. 10 of whom were Democratic I am so pissed off. Ukraine needs to repent. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um, let me just give a little background to the people watching. Uh, Jim and myself used to do a show called Truth Be Told on iHeartRadio back in the day, based in Hollywood. And we both got censored once Parkland, uh, the Parkland event uh, two years ago came. I got fired <laughs> and I got censored. You got kicked off of Facebook. But we are reunited today. And uh, I want you to tell people, a lot of people who uh, follow me on Facebook, some of them I know from previous uh, careers I've had in lives, but a lot of them know me through um, the media okay. and news media. So tell people what happened to you specifically, but what happened kind of both of us and how we came about. Well, I don't know if you even know this aspect. I really know, but no, I don't know. What I'm about to say no, is... Go ahead and I've, tell me, and I'm going to... Gary Knoll, who has this uh, very impressive network out of New York City, gave me a show which I named The Conspiracy Guy. That's because there was a local radio host, Mitch Hank, right here in Madison, who used to have me on intermittently to talk about these developments, but to lessen the, inter the impact, you know, what I was reporting. He called me The Conspiracy Guy, you know, the guy who talks about conspiracies. Now, Mitch was trying to get cover by treating it as sort of an entertainment vehicle, but I was actually getting out a lot of good stuff. I was talking then about a lot about JFK and related issues, 9-11. We got a lot of good stuff out. Well, believe it or not, Gary Knoll, who claims to be for free speech, sacked me when I was giving a report about Parkland, in which I was doing these video reports. So I was going through the evidence. I mean, look... The same progressive Debbie, who's now no longer on, I, she must have been chased off. She was doing this brilliant work. She discovered in all the aerial photographs from video footage from Parkland that it was the same group. Parkland had 3,500 students, but there were only like three dozen that you saw again and again and again in the Parkland footage. So where were the other 3,400 plus? Well, it turned out in retrospect that this was uh, Valentine's Day, Yes. And they let the students go early. My favorite holiday. And they let the students go early. They let them go 1 o'clock. It turns out to be a common practice in counties in Florida. They let the kids go at 1 o'clock uh, on Valentine's Day. In right. fact, even David Hogg, and this is quite remarkable, during an interview after the March for Our Lives, which occurred on, as I recall, March 24th, so it was supposedly inspired by this event on February 14th. Well, March, February 14th to March 24th is like five or six weeks, right? It, it turns out, incidentally, and this is incredibly important, that in order to have an event at which roads are closed in Washington, D.C., you have to begin a permit process 180 days, six months in advance minimum. So they've actually been permitting because we got confirmation from a uh, an, an officer, a law enforcement officer, had been involved in the permitting practice that they'd been permitting for months before the event. I mean, he knew the whole history. Right. But once he realized that it was inconsistent with the official story sure. that Parkland had been the inspiration, right. 
where they had all these events. They had hundreds of products all made up for Parkland uh, that had to be planned out months in advance, Dean. I mean, just months in advance. I, now, I, I, I want to talk about what happened, though. We, Dean, got, Dean, we got canned and we got censored. So I've been kind of away from all this for two years. And that's how I got to do film and go out on my own and, and, and uh, be my own man for a change. And that's why I'm here, because we're doing uh, something very incredible. Uh, I'm doing a, a, a new series. It's called Fringe Weekend. Uh, the, la the first episode we did with uh, Roger Stone, who's a good friend of yours. And now I'm doing one with you, and we're doing their kind of documentary styles. And uh, what we want to do is give a voice to uh, the alternate, um, you know, extreme or dangerous voices that we're not allowed to hear because I think we're Americans that can make up our own minds. You know, that we used to be. Now, now Google, Facebook, YouTube won't let us make up our own minds. They tell us what we're allowed to watch and what we're allowed to read. It's outrageous. But for those who don't know, um, Jim has an extensive career. He's one of the, probably the leader, especially since uh, the passing of Jim Mars, that you are probably the leader in the JFK assassination uh, studies, if you will, but also one of the the uh, founding members of 9-11 uh, Truth. Or, yeah, I founded Scholars, Scholars for 9-11 Truth. I'm the, the founder, yes. And you've been on, you've battled Bill O'Reilly on Fox News. You've been all over the media. In fact, I just saw you on Iranian TV today. So whether you agree or not, uh, the audience, uh, voices like these should not be shunned or, or, well, or dismissed or voices like mine. Um, and yeah. yeah, that's kind of what this whole project's about. And I want people to understand it's good to have an open forum of ideas. Right? I don't know just, why not, Dean. You're a very decent it. guy well, thank in you, my Dean. experience. And well, clearly, you I don't find tonight. anything not to like. <laughs> well, see, but, this but, is why I like to get them liquored up before. <laughs> Well, let me just throw out there. And we're doing election covers. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get back to it. This thing about Parkland, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I was blocked out of my Facebook page. Apparently the page is still up there, but I'm not allowed access to my own Facebook page, and I do believe it coincided with Parkland. I know I hadn't put two and two together until now, but that was the occasion. No, that was the occasion because we did a fair news coverage of it, which I don't really take an opinion either or. Uh, and then the very next day I got a strike on our YouTube. We did a coverage of the actual uh, censorship and I got a second strike. And then I got fired uh, from my successful uh, online TV show, not by Pink Slip, but just by no access to our page. But anyways, I've gone over that. Let's talk about how people can find you now and where we're going. And let's get back to the election coverage well, yeah. and answer people's questions. What are your favorite cheeses? My favorite cheeses? Yeah. Well, well you, I, you are in Wisconsin, so. There's an Asiago that I think is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I like cheddar primarily. I've always liked cheddar. And Wisconsin is very famous for its cheeses. We typically, the cheesemakers in Wisconsin usually win the national and international awards and cheese competitions almost every single year. So there's lots of great cheese here in Wisconsin. And I also like uh, Asiago uh, bagels. You know, we have a Pintura here where I get bagels, and uh, I like the Asiago, I like the sesame, and of course, Cinnamon Crunch, which is my daughter and grandchildren's favorite. So if I go to uh, Pintura, I usually get uh, two two baker's dozen, mm -hmm. and they get 10 uh, 
cinnamon crunch and three Asiago because my son-in-law likes Asiago and I'll get five cinnamon and five Asiago and three cinnamon well, crunch. Uh, I just recommend these are great bagels. If well, you... There you go. Hopefully that answers the uh, that, that can of worms we just opened answers that simple question. Well, let's get back to the election. Uh, this is one of the most crucial elections of our time. Uh, we're seeing an, on, uh, an onslaught of propaganda from both sides, um, online, offline, you name it. Um, what, what, what is, who's going to win the nomination for the, uh, the Democratic uh, National Committee? Well, what's going on here tonight is a fantasy. These are not real results. These are manipulated results. Dr. Robert Epstein back in July testified to Congress that his research revealed that Google had brought in somewhere between 2.6 and 10.4 million additional votes for Hillary in 2016. And there are two parts to this. You can find them both on YouTube. You can find the 10-minute straightforward presentation by Dr. Epstein, and then you can see an interchange with Ted Cruz, which is actually the easier access route because there are a couple things that Cruz didn't quite understand. And not to be confused with Jeffrey Epstein. Not to be confused with Jeffrey yeah, we Epstein. That, we got to make yeah, that no, clear no, for this the is a, This is a wholesome. Right. He's, he's liberal. I care about the audience. He emphasized that we voted for Hillary and that he was a prominent, outspoken yeah. supporter of Hillary and that caused Ted Cruz to go back over. So you're telling me that even though you voted for Hillary, you wanted her to win, and he was emphatic in emphasizing that. Nevertheless, mm -hmm. something highly improper was going on here, and you wanted the public to understand. He said absolutely because he values the Constitution yeah, he, right. and, yeah, and yeah. the integrity of the voting process over any specific candidate or party. Right now he thinks Hillary Clinton is just a plain old evil bitch, I think. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton is I don't a, think I don't think Epstein holds that view. Well, but, he but, said he doesn't like her. And I'm not saying Hillary Clinton is a satanic, evil bitch from hell. That's not what Dean Ryan's saying. I would never say anything like that. Well, it's interesting that the coronavirus emerged in Wuhan in China, yeah. which is the origin of 5G. 5G. That Wuhan has now some 10,000 5G towers. And you got to understand, it's just astounding that you have to put these 5G towers about every 500 yards. Right. So that when 5G comes to the country, we're going to look like a porcupine. I mean, it's going to be completely <laughs> disgusting and obliterate the landscape. When Trump talked about bringing 5G to rural areas, it made me cringe because this would be catastrophic. 5G is a killer. It, it has serious health effects. Right. We even have the IEEE, this is the International Electrical Engineering Society pointed out, just publishing a new report about the dangers of 5G and smartphones. These are very serious problems and they have to be dealt with. In fact, 5G is a complete calamity, a complete disaster in waiting because as a leading expert from Washington State University, who's an expert in public health announced, introducing 5G on a massive scale without doing any st studies of its safety is the stupidest idea in the history of the world. And I think he's got it absolutely right. Now, just to let you know, we have both, you know, both anecdotal and statistical studies about 5G that are very, very disturbing. They include the discovery that the coronavirus is occurring in areas where 5G is present. It is not occurring in areas where 5G is not present. And if you're asking what's the connection, the coronavirus appears to be no more than the ordinary cold virus. 
I mean, it's just given a fancy name. So it's ubiquitous. We encounter it every single day. But if our immune system That's is true. normal in its functioning, it's of no bother. You get the sniffles. Jim, what I, have I, you. I think I might have had coronavirus two years ago now that I think about it. Let's get back to this election because let's talk about, well, let's well, talk about Tulsi well, Gabbard. Well, let's talk about well, Tulsi Gabbard. i got to finish this point. That's too important. Let's get back to you finishing the point. Yeah, good. And, and then let, let, let's make sure I... Uh, if I can get a gin and tonic. Since they went all out in South Carolina and got this absolutely staggering, uh, totally unexpected and unrealistic outcome of the vote, they're keeping it up. They're trying to set a pattern of expecting that the Democratic candidate is going to do phenomenally well, or in this case, the Democratic candidate who is favored by the establishment is going to do incredibly well. Where Bernie Sanders, for example, was only lagging behind Joe Biden in South Carolina by five points one week before the South Carolina primary. Now, a statistician will tell you, unless there's some stunning intervening event like a 9-11 attack, there's not going to be much significant difference between a week before an election and the time of the election. So that Biden's increase, even if you assumed it doubled, which would be rather unusual in and of itself, it would have gone from five points to 10. Instead, it went from five points to 30. Now, a statistician will tell you that a voting population is a lot like the ship, the Titanic. It's very difficult to move and to change, right. and it takes a good period of time. I've which, seen the movie. Yeah, well, it's a great yeah. movie. It's one of my favorites. I love it. Leonardo, sensational, the whole thing. Absolutely I cried wonderful. for the whole movie. Did you? Did yeah. you? Did you? Well, well inside, inside. I <laughs> Anyways, um, continue. The point is, we're what we're seeing isn't real, and, and Google is continuing to manipulate the vote. Now, Epstein, again, not Jeffrey, but Robert, <laughs> let's explain. Can you clarify that? That not only. Had, had Google brought this massive number of votes. And Ted Cruz was saying, so you're saying Google brought 2.6 million additional votes to Hillary. Right. And he had to correct him and say, Senator, I, I must correct you. That is the absolute rock bottom minimum. It was between 2.6 and 10.4 million votes. And he said Google wasn't really making a big effort in 2016 because everyone believed the propaganda that Hillary was a shoo-in. She was going to win. Trump supporters might as well not even bother to turn out because they didn't have a chance. They were saying the odds were like 99 to 1 that Hillary would win. Well, of Those course. Good odds. Yeah, yeah. Except if you if you made the wager bet on Trump, you could have made good money because, of course, they were ridiculous and totally unfounded. Well, God. Wait, wait till I get that time machine and we can go back and bet. There you go. Now, what, what Epstein emphasizes is that in 2018, they turned out too, which is why the House went Democrat. It had to do with Google. It didn't have with the public being dissatisfied with Donald Trump. And it cost him a couple of Senate seats he also would have picked up. And he's predicting they're going to go all out in 2020. Well, you're seeing it now. They're going all out in 2020. You're getting these exaggerated results from a candidate who has no program, no platform, no serious reason for voting for him, no charisma. And he's committing all these gaffes that are indications that the guy has lost it. He's lost his cognitive function. And a lot of sources are now picking up on it. Not just Tucker Carlson, who was talking about it tonight, but a whole lot of other sources, many of them unexpected, including reader-supported 
News, sure. for example, which is a left-wing publication, its senior editor wrote a piece about whether or not we should be supporting Joe Biden. I have a good number on my blog that are addressing this issue at jamesfetzer.org. I highly recommend. Now, Tucker also brought in Tulsi Gabbard. You remember Tulsi? We started with this staggering number of candidates running for the Democratic nomination, and all of a sudden they're saying they're down to two. Well, that's not literally correct. They're down to three. Wait a minute. You're saying <laughs> uh, when I was watching uh, Rachel Maddow, uh, who I watch every night religiously, you're saying that she, um, you're saying that he was lying to me, uh, she was lying to me, that there's more than two candidates for running for the Democratic presidency? Well, Tulsi, nomination, excuse me? Well, they started folding immediately after South Carolina. Wow. And we love South Carolina. You had Buttigieg dropping, you had Kobachar dropping, you even had Bloomberg dropping, which was highly unexpected because he has these billions he's investing. Now you've had Kamala Harris dropping, Cory Booker dropping, and they're all, all my, endorsing all my Joe Biden, mm-hmm. who doesn't even know what state he's in or what, what race he's running for. In and his defense, I thought today was Monday. It, it happens, but anyways, continue. Well, if you, if you showed a pattern of uh, cognitive incapacity like Joe Biden, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> Very uh, true. Very true, uh, Professor. Um, now, want- now, the fact is it's also surprising Elizabeth Warren is bowing out, but she hasn't thrown her support. She hasn't endorsed Bernie, which would be the obvious thing to do. Why not? Where, where did she go to the university by, by chance? Well, she was, uh, as a faculty member, she was hired by the Harvard Law School as their first woman of color. This is when they falsely believed that she had Native American blood. But Dean, you especially, but also I have more Native American blood than than Elizabeth Warren. I mean, it's such a farce. She has made one false claim after another. I mean, she's a a totally fraudulent candidate, including claiming that she was fired because she became pregnant. Yeah, I'm more of a woman of color than she is. Right on that. Well, I'll take your word for it. Let's let let's move on. Let's talk about something people want to know about. Um, uh, people want to know about vaccinations for the uh, coronavirus, and I think we should do a small, uh, quick intermission. Um, and, and I'm going to have what you're having, uh, just to get to uh, just to get to this next subject. I want to know about third parties. People say, "Hey." I'm disgusted with uh, uh, Would you Republicans. Do you want me to stay here and talk while you while you get the... Uh, Would that be okay? It's okay with Would me. Would that be okay? Yeah. And you know what? This lighting is not doing any of us any justice because we look much better in the dark. But, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But tomorrow I'm not, I'm, I might not be. That Donald Trump is finally... All right, I'm back. ...is finally uh, bringing it to an end with a, a treaty with the Taliban, even though it was violated virtually immediately by U.S. forces, which is very, very unfortunate. Well, well, well Dean's back, as he back. has announced. And uh, Well, I want, to, uh, I want to cheers our audience, and I want to cheers you, Professor Fetzer, for a, uh, a large audience that we have. A lot of people are coming here right now and they're like, okay, you're not doing anything crazy or any stunts. No, we're talking about world events. We're talking about intellectual things. And uh, I have such a diverse audience. Uh, and I want to get to, uh, I don't know if you touched upon this while I was uh, gone uh, taking care of some uh, business, 
But let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard. Let's talk about um, how a real, uh, you know, right on the heels of International Women's Day. Uh, let's talk about how Tulsi Gabbard is actually still in the race, has reached across the aisle. Uh, she's absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Uh, she can surf um, and, 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 and really hold her own. So let, let's get right into it with... Uh, well, I don't believe there could be a more stunning demonstration sure. of the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party than claiming that it cares about women's rights and it wants women candidates and it's so supportive of women when in the wake of South Carolina, which as I'm explaining was engineered by Google, you have all these candidates falling by the wayside and now they go ahead and act as though there are only two, two old white men. Oh, and 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 the fact of the matter is, of course, there aren't only two. There's a third. There's this Wait, wonderful the congresswoman from Hawaii who's a, a veteran. She's very articulate, very intelligent. She's very, very thoughtful. And she's from Samoa. She is a woman of color. So not only are the Democrats displaying their hypocrisy toward women, they are specifically displaying their hypocrisy toward women of color. Why? Because she doesn't represent the establishment, the democratic establishment. That's why they have been sandbagging Bernie as well, Dean, as I, but, 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 I know but you, as you we appreciate. Know, right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bernie Sanders is uh, totally shilling, as he, in my opinion, as he did four years ago. She's a woman who can make a real difference here. She's actually had to appeal to Joe Biden and to Bernie Sanders for assistance in participating in the debate for which he had qualified on Super Tuesday by winning a delegate, where in the past that was a condition that would guarantee you'd participate in the debate. So that the Democratic National Committee is not only set out to sabotage Bernie's campaign once again, where Debbie Wasserman Schultz back in 2016 right. moved 13 primaries that Bernie had won to Hillary's column to guarantee that she would be the nominee, when I actually am of the opinion that because Bernie's foreign policy overlapped with that of Donald Trump, namely getting us out of the Middle East, mm -hmm. and because Bernie's domestic policy was, I think, more congenial to the American people than what they supposed to right. be the Donalds, that he could have beaten Donald Trump in 2016. But now Bernie, you know, it's very unfortunate that Bernie went ahead and endorsed Hillary. I actually watched him in the stands, you know, after she'd won the nomination, and he appeared to me to have been physically abused in the meanwhile. I saw what I took to be the semblance of a cut over his eye. I actually believe now, that Bernie me, was well, let me just subjected to physical abuse. Let me just stop you there, because others are going to say that is a, an Illuminati ritualistic abuse because you've had George Bush uh, Jr. who had the same uh, cut over the same eye. Did he? You had John McCain who had the cut and black eye over the same place. You had um, Harry Reid with the same thing. So they're saying when you're in the Illuminati, one of the ritualistic abuses, you got to get punched in the face to get to the next level. In the same sense, when you're in Skull and Bones, it's some hardcore stuff, people. Uh, when you're in Skull and Bones and yell, you have to lay in a coffin with your fellow Skull and Bones uh, uh, not, uh, pledger, and you also have to confess all your inner secrets. Well, so you're, you're, these you're, are one of the ritualistic abuse. I'm not trying to get esoteric, and I'm definitely willing to do so if, if need be. But I, my, my, uh, my, my pledge to you 
or what I'm trying to convey is it could have been a ritualistic event that happened to his face. Could have been. You left out that when you're lying in that coffin and skull and bones, you're masturbating while the rest uh, of now, the Jim, uh, this is on. a family show, and I didn't want to say that, but that is true. You are jerking off in a coffin. Well, moving on. But you you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh thanks. I have uh, a few left. Thank you. Oh, all right. Seth Rich was the IT guy for the DNC, who is a Bernie Sanders supporter. Was disillusioned by Debbie Wasserman Schultz sabotaging Bernie's campaign. With the assistance of Kim.com, a familiar internet personality, mm -hmm. he downloaded mm -hmm. files directly from the DNC server into a memory stick. And let me, let me add to uh, Kim.com was also, he's also being indicted by the federal, the U.S. federal government because he ran a site in New Zealand called Mega Upload. So if you were overseas and you wanted to watch a Hollywood movie, you can Mega Upload from his site. So they've had a target on him uh, for many, many years in New Zealand. Continuing. Well, I'm unaware of that, but that's interesting, Dean. But he did a good public service here by aiding Seth Rich and downloading, where Seth appears to have transmitted this these files to Julian Assange by way of Craig Murray, who is the UK ambassador to Uzbekistan. Both right. Craig Murray and Julian Assange have affirmed they know the leaker. There wasn't any hacking, but they know the leaker, and he was not Russian. And while Julian has very strict protocols about not revealing his sources, so he won't identify him by name, when Seth Rich was reported to be dead, Assange offered a Twenty or $30,000 for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the assailant. As I put it together, it appears that John Podesta wanted to set an example, and they didn't even care, he didn't even care if the evidence of the actual leaking was uh, rock solid or not. They may have recruited a couple members of MS-13 to shoot Seth Rich. In any case, he came into the Washington Medical Center alive and well. He had three wounds. He had an entry exit and an entry. Uh, we have a report from a fourth year resident at the time about what happened here, that he underwent surgery. They removed a section of his intestine, that it looked as though he was going to survive. He was transferred to the ICU, intensive care unit. And about eight hours after he arrived, that the place was swarmed by law enforcement officers who cut off treatment to Seth Rich. From D.C. Now, but also, let's be clear, too, that when he was shot, and allegedly uh, shot, um, his wallet was intact, his watch was intact, his cell phone and all his possessions were intact after uh, they declared it was a robbery, a a botched robbery. So let, right. let's, let's yeah, be clear I think that's that. right. And you, got, you, you want to understand how this could happen. Hillary has a lot of influence in the District of Columbia. Uh, pedophilia is a major activity. You, you can think of Pizzagate as the American franchise of the international child sex trafficking enterprise, which is vast in its scope. And there were several actual pizzerias in in Washington that appear to have been the center of this activity, also, including, including the Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Let's also include Franklin Scandal. It appears that the chief of police was involved in various cover-ups. For example, they wanted to retrieve from Comet Ping Pong the hard disk from the server 
and they concocted an absolutely fantastic story of a guy coming in with with a rifle to shoot up the pizzeria, and the bullet just happened to destroy the hard the server. Yeah, I mean, it was just absurd beyond well, belief. Well, in, in his defense, it was a magic bullet. Yeah, it was a magic bullet. Yes. That's right. Just like... <laughs> Which David Manning, by the way, demonstrated to be anatomically impossible. He took a patient with similar chest and neck dimensions to JFK, created a CAT scan, and plotted the official trajectory from the base of the neck where it was alleged to have entered to the throat where it was supposed to have exited when the throat wound was actually a wound of entry, described three times. Jim, are you saying magic bullets don't exist? Mag ma ma very little magic, when you understand, is, you know, a form of deception. The forms of deception most so, certainly so it do was exist. A it was a, more of a magic moment than it was a bullet. Well, what he established was that it was an impossible trajectory because cervical vertebrae intervened. So in that sense, it would have had to be a, a truly magical bullet. I mean, Preposterous. How about, how about smart? But, but but returning here to Comet Ping Pong, I mean, they destroyed the hard disk with a bullet that obviously had to be very cleverly contrived. Fire right into the disk, then bring in this guy to shoot a gun to claim that it was just an accident. Utterly nonsensical, ridiculous. Now, even Seth Rich's parents acknowledged that they knew what he had done, which was a very good thing. Actually, why, he was why, exposing the corruption why did Donna by the... Brazil, Why did Donna Brazil, current Fox News contributor host, why was she so forcible uh, dealing with the family and force them to have uh, legal representation day of? Why was that forced upon them? Were they threatened? Oh, uh, that's, that, that's a very nice point, Dean. I like that. Yeah, Donna, was that not Donna a good segue Brazil, or what? Well, Donna Brazil has played various roles here. Let me just add, this whole Hillary business is absolutely fantastic. From the time that she collapsed at the 9-11 memorial, which began to raise questions about her health, to today, she has used repeatedly body doubles. I mean, it happened that very day because the campaign committee was upset that the public was being paying too much attention to the health issue and it could undermine your credibility as a candidate. So they sent out a much younger, thinner, more attractive person Meg that Ryan. reminds me so much of one of my favorite actresses, <laughs> Meg Ryan, that I refer to as the Meg Ryan double. No secret service. Can, can I just add to, sure. um, if people want to see we um, your most viral video, uh, and my most viral video that in, in our careers was uh, Hillary Clinton body doubles. Is the it has about half a million hits on YouTube. They haven't taken it down. It was on my former show, Truth Be Told. The biggest video out of your career, more than JFK, more than anything I've done, was Hillary Clinton is dead using body doubles. And if people check that episode, they're going to be. Well, well that was only the first of what would become a succession because then in the following days on a flight to Greensboro, they had a second. Hillary Double, with a much more slanted forehead and who looked a whole lot more like another actress, Meryl Streep. So I referred to her as a Meryl Streep. <laughs> but get this, and the, the audience is going to find this unbelievable. Yeah, Even right. in the, the nationally televised debates with Bernie and, Sanders and with Donald Trump, that was not Hillary Clinton. That was a and, body and, double. And, and let me just say this, too. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's not out of the question for people like Gaddafi and, 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 and uh, Saddam Hussein to use body doubles and all these despots around the world, why is it so insane to, to think that the Clinton crime organization of Hillary Clinton would not use body doubles? It's like, are we like sanitized from believing that? No, it happened, folks. 
And if you watch that interview that we did, uh, I believe in 2016, Hillary Clinton is dead using body doubles on our Truth Be Told show, which is the number one show, you're going to be completely satis uh, satisfied with information, and you'll get the chills like I did. Remember how many chills I had? I was wearing sunglasses, too. Except that while I believed at the time she was dead, I, I do believe she's actually still alive Well. Now. Well, I didn't believe she's dead, but we wanted to pose that question for theater of the mind at the time, because clearly, and we, we, we make the uh, complete case in the episode, she was using body doubles when the girl ran up to her outside of her daughter's apartment in New York, which, which we found was a hospital. She was totally doing that. Yeah, Chelsea bought a new apartment. She didn't need a new apartment. Sherry had a fantastic apartment, but the new apartment she had had a... a a private hospital. Well, it was previously, I think, you know, for a very elite clientele, but they bought it to have a medical facility with only one patient, namely Hillary Clinton. Dean, <laughs> Dean if that's still up, see, now something is odd a- has happened here because I began talking about the fact that you can see all the evidence of the Hillary body doubles in a video I did about probably not long thereafter, entitled uh, Fake News, Issues of Identity. And I, I go through the evidence about how we were able to prove that Lee Oswald was on the, in the doorway of the Bex- Texas School Book Depository when the motorcade passed by. Sure. As a confirmation, we'd already determined it was he on the basis of his height, weight, build, shirt, T-shirt. Which Lee Harvey. Yeah, the same as the height, which I may add that and, um, and, 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 and t-shirt that he was wearing when he was arrested. Which I may add, uh, our our dear friend Ed Asner did a documentary on Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, Oswald, and they did a FOIA request on his tax returns, and they got it all except there was a lot of blacked out uh, markers uh, where his income was coming from, and we happen to believe it was the uh, cocaine importing agency. Excuse me, the CIA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So well, that is, that or the FBI. I mean, he was he was working he for would, American intelligence agencies. Oh, and he was by after having been recruited uh, by the, the Office CIA of Naval FBI. Intelligence when he was uh, recruited in San sure. Diego, where I would subsequently serve as a series commander and have fifteen DIs and three hundred recruits under my command myself. Now, Ocean Beach. The, the point I was starting to make, Dean, is that. It's also the case that in early 2017, the New York Times did a story about Hillary's in the house, claiming that she'd come to attend four different plays on Broadway. And I wrote the reporter, I said that that was a very, with photographs, and I wrote the reporter, I said that was a very interesting story, but none of those were Hillary Clinton. So I have all that included in the video, which is entitled Fake News Issues of Identity, that's available at 153news.net. Now, I was notified yesterday, it might have been this morning, but I think it was yesterday, that 153news.net seems to be not available. So I've written to Jason well, look, Boss, who's the, sure. who founded it, to find out if it, you know. Well, then, then, then we can set the record straight here, then. Well, I, I, I don't know that it's, it's actually accessible. I tried repeatedly today to sure. access Various, because uh, I have hundreds of my videos are at 153 Oh, somebody wants to know about how, how about Ginsburg, is she dead? Uh, who, I wouldn't be surprised, Ruth Bader Ruth, Ginsburg. Ruth Bader. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean. That, 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 let, me, let me just say, yeah, that bitch is probably dead. Yeah, I would say so. 
I, oh, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean. I don't mean to. You know, uh, break the image. Yeah, she's probably dead. They they're using a body double of her as well. I've seen her body double. Uh, she she her body double actually, Jim, looks like Judge Judy. Her body double looks like Judge Judy. In fact, I think Judge Judy is the uh, confirmed professional body double of Ruth uh, masturbating Gitzberg. I, I think that's probably what it is. That's yeah. very interesting because they're both Jews. My, they're my, both my wife likes to watch Judge Judy, and she was I, telling me that Judge Judy was retiring; that her show wasn't going to be on any oh, longer. And if she's if she's taken up a role. Look, the, the the Democrats are just terrified that Trump will get another appointment to the Supreme Court. Why is that? Well, because it'll virtually guarantee that there's a predominance of conservatives for the next 20 years. I mean, this petrifies. The next nominee to the Supreme Court, when Batter is officially declared dead, and I tend to agree with you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. yeah. I think she's I think ice. I think she's already. She has pancreatic cancer, Jim. Come on. Well, I'm saying I think she is already uh, among the dear departed. But when it, when it finally comes to the Senate for confirmation, there's going to be there's going to be a shootout like the Civil War. I mean, it's oh going to be massive God. with casualties on yeah. every side. So, oh, big time! Uh, this is another reason I think why the Democrats are going all out now in 2020. They they know they can't and, put off and, the replacement of Ruth Ginsburg. Well, by the next president, and they want desperately that that should not and, be Donald and, and Trump. And by the way, for all you uh, uh, fuckheads that love Ruth Bader Ginsburg and just worship uh, the ground she walks on, if you read her writings when when she before she became a justice, she was talking about how, well, if you're 12 years old, you should have uh, con consent. She has been trying to lower the age of consent to. 12 years old. Really? Yeah, look at her writings before she became a justice. I'm just saying. No, that's news to me, Dean. I mean, you've yeah. been following aspects of this with which I'm yeah. unfamiliar. Well, yeah, I'm kind of weird like that. I'm just saying, the woman has been pushing a, a, a United Nations Agenda 21 before there was a United Nations 21. I'm saying she's a sick woman. If you read her early writings, just like if you read Bernie Sanders' early writings, how uh, his rape fantasies and or if you read Beto or Beta O'Rourke's uh, early writings, how he fantasized about mowing over that family when he was drunk driving and killed him in his car. I mean, these are some sick people, Jim. I'm ready to crack some skulls. I'm really pissed off right now. Well, Dean, you're, you, you, you have some forms of esoteric knowledge here of these individuals with which I'm Thank you, Jim. unfamiliar. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, rather stunning stuff. You're it's reporting. Some, it's here. some really staggering things. I, but, I've I mean, got a lot yeah. of stuff I got to get off my chest. Mm, I can't be impartial anymore. Yeah. Wow. I should go relieve myself. Actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Historical live election coverage of uh, the Democratic National uh, um, nomination. Yeah, um, we have a TV up here in the. Yeah, here corner our, that's given us the reports, by the way. So here, that, here at our headquarters here in uh, Manhattan, New York. Uh, our headquarters in Manhattan, yeah, yes. We have Peter Jennings in the background there. Um, uh, but let, let, let's, talk, let's touch upon some figures that are in the news, because uh, I know I know our audience wants to do this. I know people are asking, how do we prove this? It's so important. This is all a fantasy. In fact, I would say today was really the first... I've been convinced that we don't have a democracy. I was telling Dean earlier 
that it, you know the saying that that if voting made a difference, they wouldn't let us do it. Well, <laughs> well, they're not letting us do well, it. They're and, not letting us do it. You know, well, just as they're not. They're not letting us watch what we want to watch. They're not letting us read what right. we want to read. They're not going to let us vote for a candidate because well, they, they know better. The point I'm making, Dean, is that there are various yes. mechanisms built into the Constitution to reform right. the government. One sure. of them is periodic elections. Another is recalls. Another is impeachment. Absolutely. These are all methods by means of which a population can change its elected leaders in a systematic fashion without having to resort to armed conflict or revolution. But Jim, they've been planning for this for a long time. We know about uh, Dr. Steve Pachenik, who's talked about the creation of Facebook by DARPA in the late 70s, early 80s, called LifeLog, which they then renamed it in 2004 and called it Facebook and put a frontman called uh, Zuckerberg, the head of it, which is to counter revolutions right before they're starting. That's why when you log well, on, that's why when you log on Facebook, they say, "What's on your mind?" Well, you want to know where a revolution started. Dude. Also, if you want to get really deep into it, what is a zip code really? It's a bomb ordinance of where they can bomb you uh, when they see an uprising. And uh, of, of no, the fact the fact is that I rest my case right there. The fact is, it was an if you wanted to learn. All there was to learn about the American population. Everyone loves their family. Everyone loves to share the information. What I, better than to create a, a, a venue whereby you can exchange information? And in the meanwhile, the in, intel agencies are scarfing up all they want to know. Right. And it's, this, it's this kind of information that enables Google to give the targeted reminders to get out and vote. Right. And, and I'm certain in South Carolina, they were adding a few words about this man sure, was sure, Barack sure, Obama's sure. vice president. And, and, and the fact is, is, as Epstein, Robert, not Jeffrey, emphasized, not Jeffrey. Right. Bob. it doesn't cost him a dime. It's just a depressive a key. It doesn't cost sure. them a dime, and it sure. leaves no trace so that they can have this phenomenal effect. For example, you know, uh, there are four steps or stages of scientific reasoning. You have puzzlement, something doesn't fit into your background knowledge, you know, like the Building 7 coming down seven hours after the two towers, that Building 7 actually did collapse, all the floors are coming down at the same time, at virtually free fall, and, and you had a debris equal to about 12% of the height of the original 47 floors, or five and a half floors, which is typical of controlled demolition, where even Dan Radvitter on 9-11 was saying this looks just like the controlled demolitions of resorts and casinos we've seen in Las Vegas, very, correct observation by Dan Rather. Sure. But where while we were told that the North and the South Tower collapsed, they didn't collapse at all. They were blowing apart in every direction from the top down. They were all the floors remained stationary. They were being converted into millions of cubic yards of very fine dust. And when it was over, there was nothing there. You should have had twelve and a half percent, twelve percent of 110 floors, which would have been like 13.5 floors for each of those buildings, but it wasn't there. And that's because, of course, they didn't collapse. They were blown apart by very powerful explosives. It turns out that they were destroyed by nuclear devices. Now, the point I'm making is the following. The point I'm making is the following. 
There are four steps or stages. Puzzlement, something doesn't fit. Obviously, things didn't fit here. Then you've got to explore the alternative hypotheses. In this case, that what's going on had a very different origin because we're not talking about collapses, but something completely different. Then the third stage is how did the alternative hypothesis fit the available evidence? Which hypothesis, if it were true, would confer the highest probability on the available evidence? And then fourth and finally, when the evidence settles down, you're entitled to accept the best supported hypothesis is true, but in the tentative and fallible fashion of science, meaning fallible in the sense that you know, even though it's the best supported hypothesis, it might still turn out to be false. And tentative in the sense with the acquisition of additional evidence, you may have to revise your position, reject hypotheses you previously accepted, accept hypotheses you previously rejected, and leave others in suspense. Now, Alex is very good oh, at is. one and two. At, at, at puzzlement, he'll invite attention to serious, disturbing, problematic cases you might not have noticed yourself, and speculation. Now, given his own intellectual and other limitations. That's as far as Alex can carry it. But I tell you as a professional philosopher of science who's an expert in these areas, that's a valuable service. It's also the case that on occasion, and actually fairly often, he brings in experts who know more than he about a specific topic. When he organized the American Scholars Conference in Los Angeles in 2006, for example, he invited me to be the keynote speaker for the conference. This was the occasion when just before the conference I was invited on to Hannity and Combs for the first time and then about six months later I'd be invited back because Sean Hannity hadn't been there. Ollie North instead had had played the role. And then later, as, as uh, Dean was alluding, I was interviewed by O'Reilly who was... Yeah, who was a very tough guy. I mean, I was sitting in a waiting room with a bright light in my face for 30 minutes before his voice comes on and says, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell the American people that you're a nut and you hate your country. Boom, I was on television with O'Reilly, and he makes one ad hominem assault, and then he goes on to a second ad hominem assault, so you're basically never able to get back. When subsequently my wife and I were in New York, where I spoke at a 9-11 event at the Great Hall, where Abraham Lincoln gave his uh, Cooper Union, the Great Hall of Cooper Union, where Abraham Lincoln had given one of his most important speeches afterwards, we went to a event in a nearby theater with a friend that was hosted by Alex Jones, and I was fairly astonished that they just gave me the red carpet treatment and they put me up on a platform with first responders and when I sat down the fellow leaned over next to me leaned over and said it was watching you on O'Reilly they convinced me it had been an inside job and I realized then well maybe it had had some virtues Charles in any case there, right? in any, not there no he, he was at the 9-11 right. he was at the American Scholars Conference oh, sorry, in Los right. Angeles right. in June yeah. Well, the point I'm making is the following. Alex does a lot of good. It's, it's a role rather analogous to that used to be played by Geraldo Rivera, who at one time had a show that was actually worth watching, where he'd bring in really good people, such as the O.J. Simpson case. I, 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 I blew a whole sabbatical because of the Simpson trial. I watched every trial. I recorded everything. I recorded all the Geraldo <laughs> interviews. I had a stack of at least 50 
50 videotapes. In fact, my wife and daughter used to threaten me that if I didn't shape up, do what they wanted, they'd tape over my OJ tape. <laughs> now, Geraldo, when he went, since he's gone legitimate, hasn't been worth that proverbial bucket of warm spit. I want to thank you all for joining us. Uh, I, I want everyone to follow, if you like what you heard here, follow uh, my, my colleague here in uh, person I'm filming on this project, uh, James Fetzer, Professor Jim Fetzer. And follow his work. Where can they follow you at? Well, the blog at jamesfetzer.org is one place. I have books on all of these uh, subjects we've been talking about at moonrockbooks.com. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter, at Jim Fetzer. And uh, Twitter actually has been pretty good. They've been pretty responsive. I haven't been censored by Twitter, though I have had many of my videos taken down by YouTube, which is why you'll find those videos at 153news.net if it's still up. And I'm saying I'm worried because I've been talking about this fake news issues of identity and Hillary using all these body doubles. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if something had happened because sure. of that, but also on BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, which is another secure website. You can find 9-11, who was responsible and why, JFK, who was responsible and why, and Sandy Hook update, Tracy sure. loses, Wolfgang wins, the deep state strikes back. Those sure. are three very comprehensive overviews about 9-11 sure. JFK and Sandy Hook, respectively. Dean, it's been a pleasure to join you here tonight. It's been a pleasure to be here in the great state of Wisconsin. And let me, and let me just add, too, that um, you know, uh, you're a big part of my career. And I'm so fortunate to share this experience of uh, news media with you, um, kind of playing the, the, the seeker of it all, and you're the man with the knowledge, um, for good, bad, or indifferent. I think people are going to love this new series and all these new film projects we're doing. And uh, stay tuned, stay awake, as I always say. And uh, if you're here... And the bottom line for me is don't believe everything you see, even if it's on television and you think it's news reporting the outcome of a vote, because it may not be what you think it is. Exactly. And on top of that, I would say don't believe the truth. And uh, stay tuned, stay awake, and I'll talk to everybody soon. I guess that's it. And we're just going to have one more drink and continue. Thanks our, for joining uh, us. Thanks for joining us. And, and uh, I hope to uh, contribute to the, the public consortium of the... Uh, I have nothing more to say except we need more popcorn and another drink and I will see you on the other side.